Welcome to another episode of Left Coast Sports with John Schaefer, and we're very excited to have Team Mazda of El Cajon as a sponsor here at Left Coast Sports. Team Mazda will also be bringing some great high school football to your view. Be sure to catch all the action as Helix takes on Granite Hills live October 29th at 7 p.m. Team Mazda, where your trade-in is always worth more, just off I-8 in El Cajon. Speaking of high school football, we're talking high school sports on this week's episode of Left Coast Sports with Joe Hines and Todd Kasten of the CIF. Joe and Todd are the commissioner and assistant commissioner, respectively, of the San Diego section of the CIF. And if you're a fan of high school sports in Southern California, I think you'll enjoy our conversation as we discuss the challenges facing the CIF about 18 months after the start of the pandemic. As always, before we get started with today's episode, you can auto-download us on your podcast platform. You'll get future episodes automatically. Left Coast Sports is on most podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, the free iHeartRadio app, YouTube, Spotify, and others. You can leave a review as well. And while you're here and listening, if you wouldn't mind switching over to Twitter and following me there, at John Schaefer, that's J-O-N-S-C-H-A-E-F-F-E-R, at John Schaefer. So what have these last 18 months been like for those running the San Diego section of the CIF? Here's my conversation with Joe Hines and Todd Kasson. So, Joe, you take over as commissioner right as the pandemic begins. What was the first year like for for you and your staff? It was definitely a, a year like no other. Uh, you know, Todd and I both came on board here. Uh, the, 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 the rest of the staff had already been existing prior to the departure of the previous commissioner, assistant commissioner. So, you know, we, we had known, both of us, Todd and I, were hired uh, in, fe- in you know, February of 20 and, and March of 20, respectively. So, uh, you know, when COVID happened, that kind of caught us by surprise. I think even Todd's interviews were right at the time that the schools were shut down. And, uh, they, you know, we were thinking, oh, this is going to be, you know, a nice extended spring break here for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And we'll, you know, just kind of get right over this and be back to it. You know, lo and behold, uh, <laughs> almost a year later, uh, we were able, barely able to get back to holding, holding athletic contests and a return to play for, for all of our sports. So, it was quite a first uh, six months on the job for both of us. Uh, a lot of meetings, a lot of discussion. We're going to be starting here, kind of postponed. Things are looking better. We're going to start here, then kind of postponed. And then finally, we got the word as uh, right around Christmas break that we're going to come back after Christmas. And, you know, February 1, everything was going to start. And, and you know, with, with something, I shouldn't say everything, but some of our limited sports, our lowest risk was what they were considered at the time, were allowed to start. And those got up and running. And then, you know, we were very happy to at least get back to some athletics happening on campus. You know, kids are mostly all in virtual settings throughout the section with respect to online learning. And so, you know, slowly but surely, we got through that first season one of sports and and got back to even a more sense of normalcy, kind of normalcy in, in season two with uh, 17 sports going at one time. And, uh, you know, that was came with its own set of challenges with, for our schools, not just from a logistical perspective but managing the health and safety requirements in the sport so it was definitely quite a quite a, a year but just a, a year that we couldn't have done anything with respect to you know having athletics come back without the help and support of our schools and everything they did and uh, you know it had a huge impact on them it had some other huge significant impacts on us as a section um, with respect to our organization but but all in all you know it was a it was a successful year and uh, we're, we're we're happy to get back to normal three seasons of sport, but, you know, we're, we're still dealing with some of the effects of COVID here in, in, our, in our sport. So it's, it's again, been a, been a challenging time, but uh, just the most unprecedented years coming into this new position for both of 
You know, Todd, when you look back to where you were a year ago to where you are today, um, what are some of the thoughts that go through your mind in terms of the progress you've made over the last year plus? Yeah, John, I, I think I, I go back a year and I think of all the work we did that uh, was preparing for a December 14th start date of sports that never came. <laughs> so it seemed like we did about four months worth of work and rearranging everything. And then as we got closer, it was actually mid-November, about a month from now, when we started hearing rumblings that that December 14th date wasn't going to hit, uh, that things were actually starting to get really bad in California in regards to our COVID numbers. Um so we were kind of put on hold and then you were just playing that waiting game. You're trying to figure out when are we going to start? Are we going to start? And you're really seeing the impact, I think, on the kids. You know, you're, I have two kids who played rec sports and high school sports. Uh, and with everything being shut down, you really, you really start to see that impact. And it's a lasting impact. Um, having they've been out since March 12th of the of you know of 2020. And now we're 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 getting we're coming up on like nine and 10 months. Um, and you're really starting to see the impact on these kids who, you know, that's a daily, I don't know about you, you know, athletics is what got me to school, what got me going, uh, what got me through school. So to not have that, you could see, and then, you know, again, like we're here on zoom, uh, um, without the kids were doing, you know, that's what the, the biggest impact they were having, not with each other. Be honest with you, I still think we're seeing the impacts of that right now. You know, even though that we're back and things are going, you know, things are going pretty good, you're still seeing that that long drought of impact impacting the student athletes of our section. What has it been like? And Joe, I'll start with you. What's it been like for for you and Todd to work together? Because you had some relationship right uh, across athletics at the high school level previously. What has this been like to work together over the last you know twelve to eighteen months? To me, it's been awesome. I mean, I, I couldn't ask for a better partner to work with um, just just with the wealth of knowledge and experience he has, not just in the athletic realm, but just in the educational realm um, for for myself coming into this position. Um, it, it's it's been a lifesaver because there has been a ton of work and there's been a ton of ton of things that no no one can do alone. Um, and not just Todd. I mean, we have an incredible team here at our CIF section office, which, uh, again, was impacted as well with respect to COVID. Um, we, you know, due to the, uh, some of our financial circumstances, we had to downsize some of our staff, which is, you know, obviously has a huge impact on what we're doing. I mean, we're, we're in the business of, of relationships and, uh, you know, when you have a, a, a experienced tightening staff that always, um, you know, presents challenges for you and it's, it's never anything that want, you want to have to do, but that was part of us dealing with the, the, the entire COVID situation, like, like many businesses and organizations through, throughout the country here. So, that was tough, but again, um, just coming into this position and, and and being new myself, and and you know both Todd and I being new, um, again I, I couldn't have asked for a better partner here working forward, and his experience has been invaluable to me. And just, I mean, we, you know, we we do this together. We do a lot of things together. We make a lot of decisions together. I mean, you know, because I'm a commissioner, assistant commissioner, and that titles are great. It doesn't mean a, a, a whole lot to me with respect to his experience and his ability to what he brings to the section. So. Um, I think he and I do a lot of collaboration, a lot of the things we do, but to me, it, it, it works. And, and I'm just, um, again, happy that having him as a partner and, and our shared vision together moving forward is, I think, uh, a big part of the success we've had. Hopefully we've had here, you know, the way we look at it through this this first year and a half on the job. So it's, it's definitely a, a great thing for me as a commissioner. What's it been like, Todd, for you to have this opportunity to work with Joe in this capacity under these unique circumstances the last year plus? 
Yeah, you know, John, Joe and I had a, uh, I would say, a working relationship, um, you know, in, in his position with the uh, with the Metro Conference in Sweetwater Union High School District uh, and my position in the North County with Poway. We, uh, we, we had worked a lot together, and I think I'd already learned a lot from Joe and his team. You know, we were really focusing on Title IX and, and what we could do in, in regards to improving our gender equity uh, up in Poway. And to be able to go down and reach out to Joe and sit down with Joe and, and Dr. Moore and Mr. Hughes at Sweetwater were huge for us. Uh, what a great learning. I was able to take a couple of our athletic directors down as well just to, to see another part of the county and what they were going through and, and how they were addressing things that we saw in our own district that we wanted to address. Um, but to have that relationship prior to stepping into this position, uh, it, to me, it started with, you know, I already had a trust in Joe. You know, I knew, I knew Joe's background. I knew, I knew uh, uh, we'd worked together on a few items when we were in coordinating council together and through, through the governance of CIF. And that really helped just have that trust factor. So when you start, you weren't having to build the trust. It was already there. And then we can start building our relationship as the commissioner and assistant commissioner and start really just, you know, I'd say brainstorming and working together on the issues we wanted to solve as a section. So how do we improve you know, we were very lucky with what was was turned over to us from Commissioner Schneep and Assistant Commissioner Labita. Uh, but we can look at it now, and 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 you have two different leaders, and we can look at it from a different and say, where do we want this to go? And I think we have that trust factor to push back on each other when you know, hey, what do you think about this? And be able to say, you know, no, I really don't think that's the way we should be going. Let's, you know, let's discuss this one a little bit further. Um, and I don't think that always happens in relationships, especially in new organizations, when you're trying to figure each other out and you're trying to figure out, you know, how to work together and what are our roles and really define those out. But I think that to have that trust and to already have a friendship beforehand, um, really allowed us to, you know, that, that ability to step in and move together as a team. You know, Joe, you mentioned the impact of the pandemic and its financial impact on the San Diego section of the CIF. So how do you make up for what occurred in 2020? And have you been able to do that to some extent in 2021? And how do you plan moving forward with some of that loss of revenue? Yeah, you know, that's, and that's a great question. I think that was a big eye opener for both Todd and I. You know, you're part of CIF in the big scheme of things working in a, you know, a district outside, but a part of the governance, a part of the membership. And, and you look at CIF and kind of think you know all the ins and outs of how everything works. But when you get in and find out, you know, hey, listen, uh, okay, yeah, we see the budget, we understand it. And really, we're, we're, we're in charge of the revenue that we get to pay our bills. And this is our own organization. And so I think that was a big thing. And I think once we started really have an understanding of the potential impact of not having championships, of, of not having some of this essential revenue coming in. Um, we had to make a lot of tough decisions and we had to downsize our budget, revise it, uh, you know, make a lot of adjustments. And as I mentioned earlier, uh, you know, a part of that was even financial decisions that we had to make with our own salaries, with our own staffing, um, furloughs, things that impacted us all, and even with the loss of, a, of one of our employees. So, I mean, that... Those type of things are changes we've had to make um, that also carried over into the spring and our approach to, you know, we're not having championships at these big, huge venues or college venues. So, you know, we're going to bring them back to high school events. We're going to downsize what they look like. You know, we're going to have to take into consideration COVID restrictions. You know, it, it, it made us take a hard, you know, deep dive into our budget and make sure that we can be sustainable moving forward into this year until we 
Again, our intent was to hopefully get back to a sense of normalcy, which we have for the most part, but still, you know, COVID's not in our rear window yet. It's still there. It's still having an impact on us potentially with, you know, crowd size, reg, you know, COVID regulations, those type of things. So, you know, we, at the end of last year, we submitted a, a significantly revised budget of what it had been in previous years, um, taking into consideration, you know, it's streamlining what we do and, and making sure we're, 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 you know, physically stable here as an organization. And, and we've done a good job. We fortunately had a, a lot of success with our spring championships and we're able to get those in, get them played. So, you know, we're in a good position, you know, not a great position, nowhere where we, where we need to be, but we're going to be sustainable into our next big, you know, revenue generator, which is our fall championships here. And we're looking forward to that and, and working to get back to that, that point in time where we can, you know, recover from these losses that we have and, and, and turn ourselves back, you know, back over as an organization moving forward and get back to that, you know, physical solvency that we're looking for here with, with respect to uh, our organization. I was just going to add, you know, the the importance. We went we went six months without an office, mm-hmm. you know, at the uh, when Joe and I stepped in for our very first six months, we didn't have an office because we were relocating, um, and thankfully our partners at, at Mission Fed uh, stepped up and helped us beyond belief. They uh, really provided us uh, a place to meet on a regular basis at one of the at one of their corporate offices. So that kind of became our our place to, to do a little bit of work that wasn't just at our home sites or out on school campuses. Um, but also the the building that Joe and I are in today, they were building this out for us. Um, you know, we're on the we're on the other side of a mission fed branch and they really helped us the entire time. So as our as our finances started to really get to the point where I think Joe and I realized what a bad shape we were in. Um, in regards to not having championships, which is the main source of our income. Um, without Mission Fed, I, I'm not sure where we'd be here today. The leaders, um, you know, in this local organization stepped up, helped us across the board in everything that we needed. So um, it really put us back in a place where we could take steps to move forward. Um, and it's thanks to partners like that and a few of our donors that really helped get, keep us going uh, as we started preparing for our spring championship. So without that, we couldn't get back to where we were in the spring and start holding those spring championships where we started to see a little revenue. I just thank Todd for adding that on. That, was, yeah, that is an important piece to our success as we'll get back here. You know, Joe, I was going to ask you just about fall sports now. I mean, getting back to fall sports, and like you said, it's not entirely a sense of normalcy, but what has the fall been like specifically with football getting back in the field over the last couple of weeks and months? You know, it's been good. Uh, we started off, there. you know, we had uh, with not just the return to sports, but more importantly, a return to school for most of these kids. You know, we have kids coming back on campus now in a regular educational setting for the most part. So that didn't come without its challenges. Obviously, you know, you go back from a virtual learning scenario to an on-campus and, you know, potential COVID outbreaks that have happened that, you know, forced a couple of cancellations of some of our games, our football games at the beginning of the season. But you know, I think schools that have, have, have gotten their, their requirements under control or their, their regulations that they have. And I think everyone's having a better understanding of what, if there's testing requirements, if there's things that each district, and again, there's, there's no real set, CIF policies with respect to health and safety. There's no CDPH policies outside of some masking indoors, um, like there was with respect to covering all of youth sports and regulations that that the CDPH put out strictly athletic related. So, you know, coming back, it's 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 been it's been good. I think it's been great for our schools in that in that effort to return to normalcy. And I think we're having a better understanding and getting more 
kind of locked in here and our schools are, uh, again, preparing and, and doing all the things they need to do from all angles to make our athletics work. And, you know, we're heading into our championships here in a couple of weeks and we're, we're looking forward to a successful championship season. And, uh, you know, winter sports are right around the horizon here and starting the first week of November. So, you know, we've, we've, it's, it's, it's gone by a little faster than anticipated, but, you know, for the most part, it's been successful. And it's, again, with the work of all of our, our schools, our athletic directors, our athletic administrators, you know, they're the ones that are at those sites uh, managing all those, not only the athletic pieces and that, the, the health and safety components as well that are required by their schools or districts. So it's been good. We're, we're, we're very happy with where we're going. And again, we're not, we're not uh, uh, acting like there's still not a COVID pandemic out there that we can just, you know, hey, go full speed ahead without worrying about any of those little things that we have to be cognizant about with the respect for the health and safety of our schools and our student athletes and our communities. But um, for the most part, we're very happy of where we're at. And uh, again, looking forward to, to getting through these fall championships and working our way right to our winter sports. Todd, what do you see is uh, what's next? I mean, if, if we could look past COVID and that might still be a significant period of time, but as you look towards 2022 and maybe some areas of growth or what the CIF is going to look like in San Diego moving forward, what, what are some of those areas of growth potentially? You know, I, I think, uh, I think one is, is, is really our focus on gender equity uh, and racial equality as we go through uh, really working and getting that message out. We started with our symposium uh, a couple of weeks ago, and we're able to have some amazing presenters there working with our working with our, our athletic leaders from throughout our section, but really getting that focus. You know, when we start to look at our coaches out there and the turnover of our coaches and the number of walk on coaches, you know, really supporting our, our schools to to really, I would say, build that pool, um, you know, because. We need people from the community to step up and want to coach. We understand that, you know, we have a lot of walk-ons at this time, but I think that's a huge piece of, of where we're going. Cause to me, I think we all, you know, that are former coaches, you know, it was those coaches who played a huge part in your life. So I think that's one part. I think, I think something else Joe hit on of really going back to that high school experience for championships is something that, you know, I was able to be at uh, Poway high school for the baseball championships and when we got to our division one in our open round, there wasn't an open spot around the fence, you know, for the, the stands were full. It was one of probably the highlights of my athletic career, just to stand there and look out and see everybody coming out to watch a high school baseball game. Hmm. It was like that where we held the softball championships at Helix. You could see people were starved to return and see that sense of normalcy. Um, I see it right now when I go to a high school football game on Friday night and I see the stands and the student section going crazy. You know, it's that to me is that piece that needs to come back and really find its way back into our, I'd say, our everyday culture that we're seeing. OK, yeah, this we are back. We can do this um, and go out for communities. because I think it really does make a difference for that community to go back out and support their local schools. Um, I think as we continue to move forward, really seeing where we can take the San Diego section. You know, as you look out, we have 10 sections in the state of California, um, and there's some great leaders and great sections throughout, but we know we can improve what we're doing here to make sure we're providing more opportunities. You know, sports like field hockey, sports like girls lacrosse, 
we have options that can increase the number of student athletes in the San Diego section. And uh, I look forward to seeing that, especially when you see beach volleyball is coming in, mm. you know, a sport that was pushed by the San Diego section, um, you know, and, and Kelly Drobeck, one of our great coaches of this section, moving this out. And now that's going to be a potential, you know, that's going to be a sport that our student athletes can jump into. Joe and I were at an event last year, um, with all the students that were signing their letters of intent. It was held outside Petco Park, you know, by the San Diego Sports Association. And, you know, the kids were coming up and announcing where they were going. And my takeaway from that event was how many kids had signed for beach volleyball. <laughs> and, and we hadn't even started it yet. And I'm like, that's amazing. So now you see that that sport is already out there, but now it's going to come into the CIF and hopefully we're going to have enough conferences and leagues to be able to have a championship. So, you know, I think the offerings are going to continue to expand and just see the great thing that the student athletes, coaches and our member schools put out there is, you know, is very exciting. Look forward to it. Joe, are you looking forward to uh, the partnership with your view? I know we get started later this month with a, a high school football game, Granite Hills and Helix. Tell us a little bit about that partnership and, and what you're looking forward to in terms of uh, your view's partnership with the San Diego section of the CIF. Yeah, you know, any opportunity we get to partner with our local communities to, to provide a great um, service for our family, schools, and communities is critical for us. And, and, you know, we understand people can't get out to games. People can't do that. But we also understand from from the students at high school experience to say hey, look at you know we're we're on tv people are seeing us you know we're it, it's more than just playing that game it, it's connecting with the communities and for us todd hit it right on the head earlier you know um for us being out being visible in the community community partnerships um are essential to the success of our organization and you know todd touched on uh you know mission federal credit union and our, and our relationship with them i mean they are a a financial education based financial institution, you know, and, and it, for us, it was a natural fit with the education based athletics, um, you know, organization like the CIF San Diego section. But, but again, we're, we're looking forward to just having that opportunity to have our kids be visible to support those communities. And, and again, that's all part of our vision and, and, and what we do at CIF is to, is to, you know, create lasting lifelong memories for our student athletes and, you know, being on TV, having those opportunities is, is a great way to do that and connecting with our communities. Well, we're very much looking forward to the game. And uh, Joe and Tan, I want to thank you both for your time. And uh, we wish you continued successes here in 2021. We think 2022 will even be a, a better year. So thank you for doing it. Thank you. And thank you for your view and giving us this opportunity. Uh, we're, like I said, we're definitely looking forward to it and, and that partnership working, working together, moving ahead into the future. So appreciate you guys having us on and giving us the opportunity. Thank you again to both Joe Hines and Todd Kasson from the San Diego section of the CIF. And again, Team Mazda will be bringing some great high school football to your view. Be sure to catch that beginning on October 29th at 7 p.m. when Helix takes on Granite Hills. If you haven't already, you can subscribe and auto-download feature episodes on whichever podcast platform you're listening to this podcast on right now. Please leave a review as well. And once again, follow me on Twitter at John Schaefer. That's J-O-N-S-C-H-A-E-F-F-E-R at John Schaefer. For previous episodes or more information about Left Coast Sports, you can visit yourview.com. That's Y-U-R-V-I-E-W.com. And as always, we thank you for listening, and we'll catch up again next time right here on Left Coast Sports with John Schaefer.